Hello, everybody. Welcome to Fresh and Parlance, episode number 37. I am Parlance. And I'm Fresher. Woo! So, disappointingly, um, the iPad <laughs> isn't working for me this week. So uh, I had to switch to the monocle. Just, it's like, I don't know. It's not very cool, but still on the iPad won't work. Hangouts. Ugh. Ugh. So much trouble this week. This is when you need a backup real eye patch. Seriously, I know I've been working on that, but haven't got it done yet. I'm not sure that we're switching at this point either. Uh, we're switching, I think. It's like doesn't show it on mine. Uh, is your is the thing down on the bottom of the names? Is it any one of them have a white border? It does. Click the one with the white border. Oh yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Boom. I'm not. I set up the thing this time, so uh, I didn't do as good a job as Parlance usually does. I had some difficulties. This is what I bring to the show. I talk over Fresher, and I set up the the live uh, YouTube Hangout. It's an, it's very important. Both of those both of those features are extremely important. So uh, let's get right into what we didn't do last week, which was. Not pick a movie for review. Yeah. We did pick a movie after the fact, though, so... I mean, think, you would think that, uh, you know, 36 episodes, doing it over and over again, week in, week out, we wouldn't forget to do a key, crucial component to our show. I know. It's like the only consistent thing we really have. So how do we forget to do that? I'm not sure. I should have went back and reviewed the tape. I think we just got so into it. I know, and it wasn't even, we weren't even that into the movie. No. I mean, it was okay, but. No, but, the, the sailing movie, it got the yeah. highest, I think the highest review we've ever, ever had. Really? I mean, it was good, let's see, what was. I think it was a seven and a half or something. That's not the highest, I guess that is the, one of the highest. Yeah, 7.5, it was 7.5. Any, I don't think anything has come higher than that. 6.5 to, eight, no, 6.5. I know I need to really, like, the 7 on the Europa Report, and uh, 4.5, 3.5. Yeah, no, there's not that many. 6.5 on Katy Perry. That was a good one. Ooh, 7.5 on Godzilla. Oh, versus Mothra. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yep. well, I, I'm sure... So, people, if, if you've learned anything from watching our show, it's to watch Godzilla versus Mothra and Stolen Seas. Yeah. <clears throat> and important movies. And, uh, and and just for the record, that also shows the diversity of our, our eclectic tastes that we would give something like Godzilla vs. Mothra the same re- uh, review as a class or a modern documentary about Somali pirates. See, we're very we're very broad in our, our tastes. I know. It's a it's a far reaching show, you know. We're not bound by any restrictions. It's true. We don't just review, you know, sci-fi movies, even though we probably enjoy that. We do review everything. I know. We usually pick against the horrors, but, you know, that's okay. We, that we is do one thing we like. don't like. We don't like horror movies. Yeah. But, um, so, even though no one knew until right now what the movie was, our movie was another Tinkerbell movie, but we'll get into that later on. <laughs> just to end on a low note there. <laughs> So, are, are, do we? Is there a bell? I wonder if there's. Is there a bell chime? Oh, that one. <laughs> that's that's our Tinker Bell. Oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, I actually did not have um, 
much happened to me this week. I did get a flu shot. It was, oh, I got mine the other week, except for I totally got a cold this week, so I don't know if it helped. I guess it wasn't the flu. Yeah, who knows? What if you didn't get the flu shot? Very well could have had the cold and the flu at the same time. That's true. I know, that would have been way worse. So apparently, I don't know if you know this, but there's some sort of flu shot uh, uh, shortage? Oh, wait, not this year. I thought that was like a couple years ago. No, it's it's this year. That's what, uh, So I went to the doctor. So this is kind of stupid, right? Um, so my this is how my wife cares for me. She made an appointment for me to go to get a flu shot because I missed my flu shot uh, at our office because I my grandmother passed away, so I had to um, miss the free flu shot that happened at our office. But I go to my current doctor. They said, oh, you can't come in until the 8th because there's a shortage and we won't have any until the 8th. Oh, no. The and then they, everyone by then. And then they said... Uh, not only that, you can't just come in and get a flu shot. You have to make an appointment with a doctor. That's weird. That's what I said. That is weird. And I was like, those money-grubbing assholes. Like, why do they have to be so so money-grubbing? But, so, I go in. You know, I have my copay, pay my copay. And then a nurse comes out, and she's like, do you need to see a doctor? I'm like, no. She's like, can we just give you the flu shot? I'm like, Yeah. She's like, let's just do that. And I'm like, in my head, the back of my head, I just paid my copay. So I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. I already just paid my copay. I don't think I would have had to pay a copay if I was just going in to get my flu shot. That's dumb. Is it like $15 or something, though? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. But my point is, is it should have been free. Yeah. I know. That's dumb. So then I ended up not seeing a doctor, which is stupid. That is dumb. But you got your flu shot, so that's... But I got my flu shot, yeah. That's cheaper than it would have been at uh, Rite Aid or whatever, anyways. Uh, true, but I think Rite Aid, you could, you could then take that and submit it to your insurance, and they cover it, I think. Oh. Well, the Rite Aid flu shot probably isn't as good as the hospital flu shot. Possible. Possible, although I assume it's all the same. <laughs> uh, so what did you do this week, outside of me thinking you were dead? Yeah, I mean, I was out all of uh, Tuesday. I think, like... I, I thought I could ride it out on Monday. I'd say I was maybe 30% sick, and I thought, okay, this is the high sick, and it's going to, you know, I'm going to get better from here. But then the next day I was, like, 90% sick and super, like, barely could get out of bed. So I just slept for, like, more, probably, like, 30 hours, only being awake for maybe, like, three hours in between there to get something to eat and go to the bathroom and whatnot. So, like, I was out, like, all of Tuesday. And then... um. Wednesday, I was probably only 40% sick, and then today, I'm probably like 15, so I'm a lot better. <laughs> that was a good face for the, for the sound. <laughs> so, uh, well, I'm glad you're feeling better. I, d I did not know where you were. Um, I hadn't heard from you. I thought I, I made a promise to you if I didn't hear from you. I know. There's 24 people checking on me, so... If, it was, if I hadn't heard from you in 24 hours, I was going to be at your house making sure Jeff the Cat wasn't, like, munching down on your on your, right. on your thigh or face or whatever. I um, think you'd wait a little longer than that. He still have food in his, in his bowl. Oh, yeah, that's true, true, <laughs> true. But, I mean, also, I, probably one of the reasons I got sick is because I worked on a bunch of stuff over the weekends. I probably worked too hard. I dug some ditches and, um, you know... Did some stuff, but hauled some stuff with my truck. That was cool. 
Yeah, so what did you do? Some what did you haul on your truck? Uh basically some wood and concrete and chucky stuff. Oh, it's like I thought you were gonna say like, I don't know, a a bushel of uh of uh condoms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Picked up some condoms in my truck. <laughs> Just get prepared for the weekend. Yeah. That's the main reason I got it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, anything else exciting happened? This it was really an. Un- I feel like more should have happened this week, but I don't. Yeah, I don't even remember. Oh, the weekend, I I pretty much just worked on projects and stuff. I went in, I went in my parents' hot tub after, uh, you know, working hard on my house. That's about it. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like we should have talked about our weeks before we talked about our weeks because this is a really this is pretty much a waste of seventeen minutes of a show. <laughs> None of it's a waste. I mean, people want to know. Yeah, people want to know. People want to know. People want to know these uninteresting lives. <laughs> these, that be, well, I don't know. Is this an un, is an uninteresting or interesting live uh, lives that we lead? It varies. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we have now a reoccurring segment. Which uh, we're now going to get into. Are you ready? Are you ready. ready for this? Ready for the, gra- the for the graphic? Ready? Here we go. Boom. Could you see it or no? No. Oh. No. You gotta, no. You gotta go to it or whatever. What do you mean? I gotta go to it. I just have to talk, right? No, you have to click me. See, you're not you're not a good. Uh, now guy. it's going. It's on you. There we go. So anyway, World, World War E. World, World War, War e. e. Yeah, it's a good segment. I like it. It's a good segment. Uh, next time when I'm, when we'll set it up better so that we can get the whole thing. <laughs> right. I like the. It was so anticlimactic. No, it's it's kind of like Ebola. Like it's there, but it's just not really impactful. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a lot of news uh, this week about Ebola going on. This is probably the, the most heavy activity Ebola week of forever. Yeah, so first off, let's start with the first thing. The guy from Texas died. Yeah, so now there's totally a not zero fatality rate for Ebola in the U.S. Two, uh, they cleaned his apartment. I didn't hear that, but yeah. yeah they, they, they got some, CDC got contractors. Could you imagine, do you think that, who do you think is bidding on that? There's just like some, yeah, I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be the guy. This is me. I'm the contractor, Okay. And you're the CDC. We're going to role play here, okay? Okay. So you, so you come to me and tell me what, what the job is. Go ahead. So, uh, hey, contractor guy, we're going to need you to clean up some diseased apartment with uh, some, you know, Ebola, if you've heard of that. Oh, How much are you oh. going to charge? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Maybe they just didn't tell him. Yeah, so then, uh, all right, so now I'm the Ebola guy. Oh, oh, Ebola? Oh, I'm sorry, you said you have something to, to clean up. It, did you say it was Ebola? <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say Ebola? Uh, yes, that's correct. This is... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let me, uh, could you hold one second? I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go talk to my boss about this Ebola cleanup. Could you just hold for, like, three days? <laughs> It probably took longer than that. They probably had this in the works for a while. No, it was, it was like, it took them like a week. <laughs> the guy was vomiting blood. 
he vomited. So I, from what I heard, he vomited blood on the street, and they just used power washers to get it off. <clears throat> really? Um, yeah, there's a picture going around, which we talked about last week. And then the family was left in there, okay? They were just left in there with all the sweaty towels and the vomit and the yeah, blood. Yeah, I had heard that. <clears throat> and um, so then, anyway, he they, they took him out, and they, they left the people in there, and then they took the people out finally, and then they brought in the cleaners. Yeah. So what happened with the um, family? Like, because I was reading that it cannot show signs for up to twenty-two days. So are they just like keeping them in there for that whole time? Well, no. They took them to an. I, I don't know if it was undisclosed, but essentially they took them to a um, a uh, quarantine zone or whatever. Yeah, or, like a quarantine house. Huh. So now those people are there and they're getting monitored. And then, um, then they said that the dot. Oh, so. That's it, and then they're monitoring. I think they take temperatures or whatever over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so they said, I saw today, that they couldn't give the guy from Dallas the blood infusion because you know that they were giving that guy from, um, I forget, the Carolina, the guy, that the faith guy, the heel, the, the, the first guy? Yeah. With the beard? That Why guy? is he fake? I didn't say fake. I said faith. He was a faith healer? No, like he was—he was like a Christian minister, not minister, but like a a, a Christian, um, like medicine guy who was over there, like saving lives and converting people to Christianity. Really, that's what—that was his thing. Yeah, yeah, those people like over there for missions or whatever. Hmm. So anyway, he was giving blood to a bunch of people. They said because you know he had the antibodies in his blood because he survived of the current strain. Yeah, oh, that was totally... I think I had it not switching while I was messing with my thing. <laughs> I'm horrible at being the main one. Anyways. <laughs> so anyway, um, so what is that, not me or you the whole time? It was me. Okay. While well, I was trying to, like, fix my eye patch. So anyway, uh, they were taking the blood out of the guy who survived in the, the Carolinas or whatever. I think he was from Carolina. And they were taking that blood and they were infusing it into other people who had it just to, like, infuse the antibodies in an effort to kind of, like, suppress the disease. Yeah. Um, but apparently this guy in Dallas, his blood was incompatible with oh, that. Oh, they only have it for the one kind. They only have it for that one kind, yeah. So he could, they couldn't do the infusion. So that potentially could be the reason why he, he died. He didn't get the extra, the extra boost of the antibodies. Um, and then uh, this one hit a little bit closer to home. They announced, I believe it was on Monday or Tuesday of this week, that, uh, what was it, Seattle? What's the name of the hospital? Harborview. It's Harborview. like the main emergency hospital in the area. So, yeah, the main emergency hospital in Seattle said that they would start taking in victims, which is crazy. So from yeah. West Africa. I guess it's going to be, it sounds like it's going to be one of the main Ebola treatment hubs, like, in the U.S. Because they're just, like, volunteering. It's, like, not by, you know, any sort of requirement. Right, they're, they're volunteering. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it, but yeah, so they're coming, they're coming here to Seattle. I mean, I could, we could sit, literally see from our office the... the yeah, the watch the helicopters land there before, because that's where people get like medevaced into. Is that like when someone gets injured at Mount Rainier, they fly them there? Yeah, I mean, we're anywhere. I, I mean, I think it's like the main... Like, if they don't know what hospital to go to, they go to that one for anything. Got it. I see. I see. So uh, so those are the three big ones. But so last week we brought in a new E-disease, or E. coli, in Mercer Island. Yeah. Uh, 
But this week, we have yet another new e-disease. Well, this one's not so new, but we haven't talked about it. And this is the enterovirus. Have you read about this one, Mr. No, I didn't hear about that. So the enterovirus is the one that little kids are dying of? What? Yeah, I think its technical name is EVD68. Yeah. Um, it's the Right now, we're having the largest outbreak. I believe it was in Ohio. Um, it was the largest ever outbreak of EVD68. Um, and also, there was uh, 664 cases as of Wednesday, and I believe a few of the children have died that that res- that, that got it. What? That's crazy. Is it yeah. mostly just kids? It's mostly just children because the children go to school, they're sick, and they pass it to other children. And it's like it's you know like any flu, it really messes up with kids. Huh? Uh, it is here. Diseases. It says here. Um, I think nature's trying to, like, cut back on humans. <laughs> so I'm, re- I'm reading this here. Um, the one thing that parents and doctors would probably most like to know is the least clear, whether the rare causes of paralysis that have been reported in children who have been ill are tied to EVD68. It's known that enteroviruses can cause paralysis. Polio is a notorious member of this large group. So it makes sense to look at EVD68 as a cause. But there's no clear evidence that the limb weakness and paralysis experienced by a few children is a result of this virus. So apparently, um, kids are getting this virus, and it's ha- they're having polio-like effects after they're done. So we could be experiencing, if this like breaks out and becomes a little bit more uh, like of a but, pandemic, there could be like polio-type symptoms for a lot of people. But polio has a vaccine, right? I mean, that's yes. one of the main ones. Yes, but I'm Polio's not... Like gone, right? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure why this is happening, and but I guess is um, uh, cases. It says here cases have been reported in 45 states. That's crazy. So it's I wonder, everywhere. I wonder which one doesn't have it. That's a great question. Probably like Alaska or North Dakota or Hawaii. I know. I was thinking Hawaii. I was just thinking about if Ebola went to Hawaii, that would be craziness. I can't think of why there'd be a flight from Africa to Hawaii, though. It says here, the Midwest has been hit harder in this outbreak than the coast. That may be because people there have immunity due to earlier undetected outbreaks. Oh. Hmm, that makes sense. Fascinating. Um, so, yeah, endo, enterovirus D68. That That's is the crazy. new World War E. I so, had not heard about that. I think there was other news in um, the Ebola stuff, too. Uh, oh, they have a vaccine that they're trying on some people now. Oh, I can't believe I almost forgot talking about this. This one I had a lot. Did you read that article? I read, like, half of it. Okay, so, um, yes, this one actually just broke today. They're now testing a, um, a uh, the first ever Ebola vaccine trial. Yeah, that's promising. In Africa. However, it, like, it's been rushed into development. Yeah, they said usually it takes, like, 12 months or something for it to go through all the trials, but they're pushing this one ahead to clinical trials in only two months. Yeah, did you read what they've done to this? This is crazy. I just Uh, saw, like, how it worked. I didn't read farther. You write about how the vaccine is made using a common cold virus called an adenovirus that does not make people sick and has a little piece of Ebola virus attached? Yeah. That caused the disease? They were saying that's how they did a lot of vaccines. So my question is this, is that 
are we going to see, do you think the reason why that they're, they're like, of course it makes sense to test in Africa. Do you think they're just doing it because they're like, we don't know what this shit is going to do, so if it goes wrong, we'll, well just... Well, they said they already tried it on, the, like, monkeys and whatever. Monkeys and, are like, people. I know, they haven't tried it on people. That's why, usually because of, like, ethics stuff, they couldn't do it that quick, but it's, like, super important. And they're trying it on health workers. No, that's not, that's not true. That's what it said in the thing, I thought. No, no, that's what they said. What they want to do is is it's a vital first step to getting doctors, nurses, and technicians to um, be vaccinated because those would be the first people to get a vaccinated because, vaccinated because no one would actually want to go there and do work on them because they're, they're, if there's no cure for the disease, they're yeah, very... Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're not yeah, testing... Well, it says that with the vaccine of three healthcare workers in Mali, vaccination... It's healthcare workers. Oh, where do you read that? Where do you it's read like that? It's like the first paragraph. The first trial of the Ebola vaccine in Africa has started. Researchers said Thursday with the vaccination of three healthcare workers in Mali. All right, I stand corrected. They're just going to infect um, doctors. Yeah, I mean, which is, I mean, they're totally doing it, you know, willingly, and it's like they're already at super high risk, and so like it, it could, you know, help a lot. That's pretty noble of them to go forwards. I guess, how, how do you test if a vaccine's working? Don't you have to infect, know, right? them, with, don't you have to infect them with the disease? I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that they would test... They just want to see if the vaccine makes them sick, I think, for one thing. But I don't know, yeah, how you would be sure that it actually keeps you from getting sick from the you know, thing. I guess they're just assuming they're going to be exposed anyways. I see. All right, well... I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so that's it. We have people dying, we have a new E-disease, and we have a new test vaccine being done. So World War yeah. E, we may be coming to an end of World War E, which, by the way, here it is. Well, at least we came up with some weapons. Yeah, there's our... There's the World War E... update for, for this week. Really, we're really classing this show up. I don't know. I know. Kind of, I guess. Yeah. Better than nothing, as they say. So I don't know if you've heard this, Fresher. About what? Have you heard this? I what? No. No, but seriously, have you heard this? I don't believe that I have. Kim Jong-un, the glorious leader of North Korea, has gone missing. Oh, yeah. I know. Did you just see the update that I got from Tom? I did not see the update. Why didn't you tell me about it? I messaged you about it. Well, no, I did. I did see the update. I did see the update. I was just leading you into telling me about the update. That's how it works here on the show. We we feed each other lines. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's from Tom directly. So what what's what's new? It says here, uh, no sign of missing Kim Jong Un on party anniversary. Oh my gosh, he should totally be at that anniversary. North Korean leader absent from key ruling party celebration, further fueling speculation, Kim is no longer in charge. Oh, man. That's crazy. That would be weird if it's just, like, all, like, behind the scenes like that. I wonder what the other political leaders would be like. Because there's the whole, like, political elite there and stuff. But, I mean, I don't really know what they're about, I guess. Um, I am looking here. Competing theories range widely from an extended rest period to a leadership coup via a long list of possible illnesses and ailments, including broken ankles, gout, and diabetes. Damn. So, uh, in my quick uh, of kind of looking at Kim Jong-un, I 
I didn't realize he was missing for over a month, but did you happen to see the last event that he was seen at? No, what was that? So I'm, I'm, I should have put this in there. Um, it's a Wait, girl. You know or you don't know? No, I do. <laughs> okay. I, I thought, do. like, that was a legitimate question. No. The last time he was seen was at a concert for the Muronbong band, Chusungul, Muronbong Akdan. It's an all-female musical group in the Democratic People's Republic of Korea whose members yeah. were, who were selected by the country's supreme leader, King Jong-um, performing interpretive styles of pop, rock, and fusion. They were the first all-female band in, from the DPRK and made their world debut on 7 July 2012. Nice. Wait, what was her name? Moranbong. M-O-R-A-N-B-O-N-G. Moranbong. I'm going to see if I could get a picture up. I, know, uh, I was going to do it. We have another lead-in for uh, speaking of those bands, too. What's that? What's the other lead-in? About that new uh, Japanese idol band. Oh, yeah. The, Just right, well, months ago. Did you, did you get a picture of them? I'm looking at the picture right now. Uh, I did. Oh, yeah. Now I, I got it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so there it's just, you know, they're always dressed in... They have violinists. It looks like they're always in costume. I mean, they're just like one of those Asian uh, pop bands. Yeah, but it's completely um, created by... Yeah, it's completely created by the, the government. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. So I read... Why are the crying? This is crazy. What's the matter? I don't know. I mean, there's just this this picture is weird. I don't know why everyone's crying. Uh, but that's totally not helping anyone because uh, only I can see it. <laughs> What's interesting about the music of North Korea is yeah. heavily influenced by the political situation. Duh. The composition and performance of all music in North Korea is controlled by the state. Okay. Makes sense. Um, I was reading here uh, that... Though uh, the characteristic march-like, upbeat music of North Korea is carefully composed, rarely individually performed, and its lyrics and imagery have a clear, optimistic, socialist content. <laughs> Did you North you saw those uh, weird short clips by Adult Swim about like about the North Korea propaganda stuff that's fake but really funny? No, I haven't seen those. Pretty good. I'm just reading here. Military. They, essentially, it's interesting, man. Could you imagine what if if the U.S. controlled our our music? Oh man, what terrible! Could you imagine how terrible it must be in North Korea? Just so <laughs> terrible. It is pretty. It would be crazy. They, the the number one girl band, only girl band ever in existence, was handpicked by the the dictator. I know. Yeah, it sounds terrible. So speaking of girl brands, I uh, I. I saw the the new this new Japanese girl. Yeah, band. you sent me that lick. It's called the Happening Girls. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Right. So, which is interesting. I never really knew this, but in Japanese culture, you know, these female pop stars, the J-pop yeah. stars. I never knew that they weren't allowed to be seen dating out in public or be seen with other men out in public because they had to maintain their chastity and their innocence. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem that weird. I mean, it's, like, messed up, but it's not, like, that weird. I feel like strippers are almost the same way. 
Wait, hold up. I didn't say it was weird. I just said I didn't know. I know. That's. I think it's. But it seems it does seem kind of weird. But then, like, not that unexpected. Well, they. I guess because the the it's this. I don't know. It's it's a little weird. It's a little <laughs> weird. But anyway, the happening girls. Yeah. Which is, this one is super weird. Now, this I actually think is kind of weird. The, this one is weird. But so, I mean, basically, the happening girls are flipping that on on its top because they're not supposed to be seen in uh, dating, you know, having dating people or whatever, but people are encouraged to date them, and if they find a boyfriend or get married, then the record company will pay for their wedding and stuff. So it's basically like one of the dating shows, except for with an idol band, and, like, in not a show. <laughs> but wait, you're forgetting the most important part. I know, I was leaving that for the end. One of their other contract things is... Whenever they're seen in public, they have to be wearing bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> this right. is the happening, the happening girls, right? The hap, it's uh, yeah, the, the happening girls. Yeah, which is it's cracking me up because it, it's like okay, so all those other girls they can't be seen with men, but this group they can't be seen with men. As a matter of fact, that's the whole thing. But they can't be seen other than wearing a bikini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, like, they're looking for more people to join, too, because these groups usually have, like, a whole bunch of people, and then, like, only some of them will... So they have, like, subsections in groups. Like, some of them have, like, 40 or 50 people in them, but none of, not all of them are together, usually. But, like, they're recruiting, and to, the requirements are just that you're comfortable wearing a bikini all the time. You're, like, between... Uh, uh, 17 and 30. 17, yeah, the 30. And, um... You're, yeah. You live in Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. So, um, for our Tokyo um, um, female demographic, uh, the Fresher and Parlance 17 to 30-year-olds who are watching this show in Tokyo right now, if you're a female... I'm sure that everyone in Tokyo already knows because these idol bands get pretty big pretty quick. I don't know. I would be excited if someone heard it here first. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, our listeners are hearing it first, but maybe not our Japanese listeners. Yeah, that that would be my speculation on this, and th- this is probably old news to them, but it's it's new news to us. That's the definition of news. I guess, yeah, news. <laughs> yeah, hence the name news. <laughs> I never really thought about that before, but like news is just a variance of new. I know. I always, I always think about that. We should, uh, as a matter of fact, fresh in parlance, we bring you the olds. <laughs> All <laughs> the about the olds. olds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just the olds. We're an, we're an olds paper. <clears throat> oh man, uh, Tom Brew just posted an awesome bikini Kim Jong Un photo on our Twitter. If people want to go check that out, at Fresh and Par, I'm going to well, reach. That, that's like taking two of our stories and putting it together. <laughs> I know that's pretty amazing, Tom. <laughs> now, if that person had E. Now, if Kim Jong, what if Kim Jong Un has a cola, um, Ebola? Oh man, that would be the most breaking news in World War E ever. That would be crazy. <laughs> it took Ebola to take down North Korea. How would he get it? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I know. Speaking of being unsure, I. We've talked about this briefly today. That's like one of the best lead-ins for anything ever. Speaking of being unsure. <laughs> I, um, 
It was a bad week to be a Seventh Heaven parent. Do you know the TV show Seventh Heaven? So we talked about this earlier, and I don't, and I... So... Well, I guess it was just... I'm sorry. I, I thought it was the mother. It's just a bad week to be an actor on Seventh Heaven. First off, the... Fa- the Here's the thing. If you've ever watched Seventh Heaven, it was supposed to be the anti, like, Dawson's Creek. It was, like, more of the, like... It was, like, a modern-day 90s version of the Waltons. Yeah. Like, the father was a... I like, haven't seen any of those shows you're referencing. Well, somebody, for sure, who's watching this show has seen <laughs> this, and they understand my reference. Essentially, he was a pastor, okay, and they lived in a wholesome household, and they were, like, goody-two-shoes kind of storylines, okay? Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, in real life, not so goody two-shoes. The father somehow confessed on video to molesting children. Like, on the show? No, in real life. Oh, yeah. It'd be funny if he was a Catholic priest on the show. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then it would he just add, add to it. It would just add a, a layer of irony to the whole story, which is terrible. Terrible. To molest children, it's terrible. But I just said it's bad. And then I saw um, Sarah Goldberg. She was an actress who starred as a uh, on that show, um, also passed away. Um, she was uh, the medical student, I guess, Sarah Glass? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, she's dead. So it's a bad week for some time. So I guess we won't be seeing anytime soon. That show ran for a long time. 11 years, dude. What, really? That's 11 years old? Yeah, it was 11 years from 1996 to 2007. That's crazy. 2007, that's like a long time ago, too. Yeah, it's a weekly television series. Follows the Camden family as the minister father and stay-at-home mother deal with the drama of having seven children, ranging from toddlers to adults with families of their own. The friends, neighbors, and love interests of these various members of the family weigh heavily on the plot of the series, which seeks to address real-life issues with each episode. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, bad week for Seventh Heaven. It's more like Seventh Hell. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, any other... Uh, I think we had a, a... Oh, Red Bull. Oh yeah, the Red Bull thing. I this know. Is, this is important. This is actually useful information for people out there. Yeah, you can get get some swag. Get yeah. Red Bull stuff. Yeah, so uh, last week, I believe it was earlier this week, maybe uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. I'm not sure if it was Australian or not. Uh, but Go- uh, Red Bull lost a lawsuit because Red Bull does not give you wings. What does that mean? should have known. False advertising. It doesn't give you wings. Um, so they lost that they, because apparently, on top of that, it's not as good as coffee. It, it's not any more effective than any other caffeine drinks, etc., etc. I mean, it has like the taurine or whatever. Yeah, but I guess it's not scientifically proven that taurine does anything. Hmm. So they lost this. Uh, they lost this lawsuit, and effectively, without any proof, you don't even need to have uh, at all a receipt or whatever, if you just file and put your name into the uh, database of the class action lawsuit, you will get $10 for doing nothing 
But frankly, I think everyone in America has spent ten dollars on Red Bull. I'm pretty I know, sure. But it's ten dollars in Red Bull credit. I no, think. no, it's ten dollars cash or fifteen dollars in Red Bull product. Oh, so you can get that extra five dollars. Yeah, if you're just gonna, yeah, exactly. So after the show, we will we will put up the link on our uh, on the show page on Facebook and Twitter. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, as a matter of fact, we should just do that now. Do I'm, you have... I'm doing it right now. Yeah. On uh, Fox 2 now? Is the no, this, you can get the actual um, link in there, in that article. All right. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. So anyway, we'll put that up on Twitter right now, so you could um, you could get your free money. I'll send you... I have the link now, so I'll send it to you, Jeremy. I mean, oh. for sure. Whoops. All right. <laughs> there you go. Oh, no, that's not it. Why? Oh, my it? gosh. Well, I got that's... it anyway. Do you have it? It's the GCG site? It's, oh wait, not the BevNet? That one. EnergyDrinkSettlement.com Oh. <laughs> That's a dumb name. That, well, I mean, we just told you there. It's EnergyDrinkSettlement.com <laughs> Copy link address. I'm throwing that on the FBs. Well, they're they're actually broken right now. The website's broken. What? I'm putting I'm putting the link up anyways. Um. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, crazy. I mean, I never thought it would give me wings. To be fair, I, just I know. I mean, like, that's cool. To, that's basically the same as like the person who sued McDonald's for spilling coffee on themselves and thinking it they weren't going to get burned or something. You know. I'm trying to think if there's any other misleading. Um, misleading advertisements out there. Like, I'm trying to think of other things, like, Nightall will help you get your Zs. Like, I'm, I guess that does work. That puts you to sleep, right? Nightall? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't you know, know that song. You know the commercial? Night. You could argue that Zs, I didn't get any Zs because I didn't understand that was sleep. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Because <laughs> That's basically what they're doing. It's like I the do, same thing. Do you remember Coldies or whatever? Not Coldies. The the, the little um, Airborne. You remember Airborne? Yeah. Oh, that's still around. Yeah. Well, they got sued because they said it was the cure for the common cold. Oh yeah, and it's Originally, not a cure. Yeah, and they lost too. I think that's dumb. People are so literal. I mean, yeah, it's you know kind of not exactly correct advertising, but it's not like they're straight up lying. It's just not meant to be totally true, you know. Truth in advertising. They could have just said that was their name, and that it didn't have like because you could name yourself cure for the cold, and it doesn't mean that's what you do. You know what? I am going to um, sue the band The Cure. I know, right? Yeah, it's like the same kind of thing. Yeah, I've listened to that band, and they didn't cure shit. As a matter of <laughs> fact, they made me more depressed. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so. This is a deeper topic, a little bit heavier. Yeah, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't got to this one. So it was announced this week um, that this woman who lived in San Francisco and was diagnosed with inoperable terminal brain cancer. Oh, yeah. Her name is Brittany Maynard. Um, <clears throat> has decided that she moved to Oregon, and because she knows that she's going to die... Yeah. She's going to kill herself. Is it legal there, like, for the assisted um, whatever? 
Yeah, and I forget what, what they call, you know, the end of life thing. I forget what they call that, but the yeah. dying with dignity, if that's yeah, the... I mean, it's basically like a euthanasia or whatever, right? Euthanizing. It is, but it's a personal choice. It's not like, like euthanizing, like, when I think of euthanizing, I think of like a dog. Yeah, you know? but I mean, yeah. Euthanizing, I feel like it's not a choice. You're just being euthanized, like, because, you know, someone's making that decision... Outside this person, she is going to try to do it. Yeah. So um, that person got sued because they sold a kit for it that you they could you could buy. It was basically like a plastic bag and like a rubber band or something. And uh, well, you know, do you remember Jack Kevorkian? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was an advocate for this, and that was you know, the same thing. In some cases, uh, there's some countries in the Nordic region of Europe that uh, if Europe is considered, like, Norway or Finland or Sweden, one of those countries up there, they do it all the time. Like, it's a common practice. Um, I think it's kind of dumb not to have it. Well, here's the thing. There's now a, a whole group of people coming out that's saying she is selfish. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, of course people are, are going to say that because it's the whole thing of... It's totally based on religion. I mean, it's the same as abortion arguments and stuff. Then I heard another fascinating argument uh, that said brain cancer um, can potentially affect thought based on where the tumor is. So maybe oh, so they won't they won't let her because she, they think that she's not in her right mind. Well, it's not like they won't let her, but maybe it's like she's making that decision because she can't think clearly because she has a tumor in her brain. I think it seems like a reasonable decision. I mean, I would want the choice to make that, but it is just a... It is hard to say that you would be in your right mind to be able to make that decision, but I think it would, like, save a lot of money in the end, and it also saves a lot of grief for people who have to watch you suffer towards the end also. So she is dying on her terms. She's going to celebrate her husband's birthday on October 26th, and then I believe, like, two days later, <clears throat> two or three days later, she's going to do the thing. She already has the medication. She already has a music playlist and a group of friends. Um, uh, she says, when my suffering becomes too great, I can say to all those I love, I love you, come be by my side, and come say goodbye as I pass into whatever's next. I will yeah, die up. Pretty awesome. I will, I will die upstairs in my bedroom with my husband, mother, stepfather, and best friends by my side and pass peacefully. I can't imagine trying to rob anyone else of that choice. That's what she commented. So, yeah, I kind of support this. But at the same so time... Wait, I can, how did people say that it's selfish? Uh, just, you know, it's... I, I didn't read... I, well, I actually I mean, didn't like read... If her parents and all of her loved ones are not against it, that would be the only thing that would be selfish if they didn't want her to and then she was going to do it anyways. I think I think I didn't read the counter argument to this. Yeah. So unfortunately, I can't tell you what their thoughts are, but I imagine they're saying it's selfish and that they're that that what if they find a cure? What if like there is a chance she could live? By, That's not selfish then. What if no? And by doing that, she's robbing a lo- a long life of of you know being with her husband, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh. Yeah. So, by the way, I heard there's new news on that MH370. What's that? The missing plane, the Malaysian Airlines oh, plane. Oh, what? 
I didn't hear about that. Yeah, um, they're, they 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 I feel they feel like they've triangulated like the point. They said it went into a spiral, a death spiral, or something like that. They're they're yeah. and they've like pinpointed exactly where the plane ran out of fuel, based off of all the telemetry that they have or whatever. But they still didn't find it. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous how long it's taking them. I know. I don't think they're ever gonna find it. But you know, they keep. It's not dead. That's the thing. It's people. There's people are still working on this, specifically yeah. us, the Australians. I thought it was the Chinese who were the most concerned because they had a bunch of people on it. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think they are. I think it's the Australian Transportation Safety Board that's now huh. running most of the stuff. That's interesting. I would want to keep track of that. Yeah, there's a story out there, so if you want to take a look, you can read about what they're doing right now. Essentially, they feel like based off of a satellite phone call to the plane and the pings that they got, they have an idea of what where it was at a certain time and where they would have run out of fuel. I did see something about Boeing and Airbus arguing about whether they should have the black boxes jettison, like, at some point, like, automated style. Oh, yeah, like a... Like a um, but that's no good either. I know, I don't think it's a good idea, but maybe if they had two, and so they could, I don't know, doesn't sound that cool. Oh, like a duplicate? was an argument. Like, it, it, would it be like a Mars rover? Would it be like a giant inflatable ball, and it just floats on the ocean? Probably. Or, I mean, that and plus a um, parachute, I assume. How would they, how would the uh, plane, how would it, how would it, um, how would it be activated? I don't know. I don't know the details. I pretty much just like read the headline. So, oh, like, <laughs> I, I, like, pieces, I'm like, I saw some headline about this, <laughs> but I didn't click it. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm guessing it would have to be some sort of remote detonation. No, I don't think it's remote because then that wouldn't help. I don't know. Anyways. Well, for next week, I think it's time. I think it's time too. And plus, you're sick. You don't sound well. I, I'm I'm really worried about you here. I'm just getting uh, sniffy, you know. Yeah, my nose is is really itchy tonight. <laughs> so here we go. Oh hey, everybody! This is now part of a show where we do review roulette. This is where Fresher and Parlance, I'm Parlance. He's Fresher. Randomly select a title from the Netflix catalog. We then review that title the following week, so you can watch along and watch our review the following week. It's not so much a review, right, Fresher? No, uh, it's more going over the movie, just play-by-play. Uh, play. Yeah, so... Uh, we give it, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But we do give it a uh, number rating at the end. Yeah. So last week, our random selection from the catalog was... Tinkerbell. I think it's a Tinkerbell, right? It, it, was, wasn't... Just, it was just straight-up Tinkerbell. Yeah, it's the, the origin story of Tinkerbell, which was... That in itself kind of uh, gave it more appeal to me because it tied into Peter Pan. Peter Pan's pretty cool. You know, to be fair, uh, just for those who are casual fat time viewers, this is our second Tinkerbell review. Yeah, which the first one was very lowly rated. It was one of my least liked of the movies. I was not a fan. <laughs> so this was actually the prequel to that movie, uh, but or I shouldn't say prequel. The movie we watched was a follow-up. Actually, it was the third Tinkerbell movie. Yeah, it was more like far into the whole fairy, you know, franchise. This, I think, was the first one. This was the origin story. Yeah. Of Tinkerbell. Which was all right. But. Yeah. So let's get right into this thing. Uh, first off, uh, what was your initial thoughts 
of this movie. Expectations going in. Yeah, and, well, and so, then, yeah. having seen the last one, I mean, I feel like that the 3D CG is, like, pretty good. It's pretty good CG. And, um, yeah, like, the origin stuff was cool, but, like, it's dumb, uh, I mean, getting straight into the story. Apparently, fairies are born when babies laugh for the first time, but, like, they're not born that often. I don't understand the timing. There's, like, a lot of logical holes in the whole fairy situation. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't understand that either. When a baby laughs, a, t- a, a not a tinker, a, a, a fairy, fairy is, born. is born. And then the fairy is born, and then a, the queen fairy comes down. Yeah, and... all the other fairies gather around, and, like, the this time it was, like, a dandelion seed or whatever blows in, and uh, apparently that's Tinkerbell, and then, like, she's born out of it and wearing, like, a, um, a, uh, what's that called? A dandelion, like, dress thing, uh, you know, conveniently from being born, and um, then she has to pick her talent by just, like, picking different tools around or whatever. I don't know. I thought that was cool. All right, yeah. So, yeah. So then, the they, first they reveal her wings, okay? And then she could fly. And it's like, oh, I'm a fairy. I could fly. And by the way, just so you know, fairies have a lot of... They know how to speak. They know how to have, like, cogent thought. Um, they know yeah, how to fly. Yeah. They're just straight up, like, pretty much 20-year-olds. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but, uh, by the way, I, uh, I took a bunch of notes here for this movie, actually. Nice. Yeah, I don't often do it, but... Um, my first thing was, fairies are born from kids laughing, question mark? Hearsay. But then, uh, so once they reveal the wings, they uh, there's a, a, a large like group of different talents, or whatever, objects, that re- essentially align with talents that fairies do. Water, fairies, paint, what was it, rainbow fairies, there's a yeah, whole bunch of, oh, light fairy, wind fairy, yeah. So it's kind of like the Dalai Lama. So, like, they go, and she has to go, she's like, how will I know which one is, is you know, going to be the one that I want? And, like, the, the queen's like, oh, dearie, you'll just know. And I know. It's, it's, <laughs> so um, she goes around, does this one. Yeah, I know. She picks, she picks up a bunch of them, and then they're just, like, disintegrating in her hands. Like, oh, I guess it's not that one. It's not very, like, just knowing. And then she doesn't even pick up, like, the hammer, which means she's a tinkerer. She, like, walks by it, and then it, like, starts glowing behind her. <laughs> and then, like, she goes and picks up that one, and it's, like, super bright. And, like, and, wow, that's the brightest that I've ever seen any of them. Except for that other girl. It's maybe even brighter than that other girl. Who's totally a jerk. And who was the jerk in the other movie, too. I know. She totally was. She's, She's totally all uppity about her wind powers. She's a jerk fairy is what she is. Seriously. Wasn't so, that the – that's not the Lucy Liu one, is it? Possibly, I think so, yeah. But it's the one that locked her into the house the last time around, too. I know. Yeah, seriously. Anyway, um, so then, uh, so then she's, t- they're told, oh, you picked that one, you're a tinkerer. Yeah. So, sh- which, by the way, if you were a fairy, you'd be a tinkerer. Definitely. Yeah, I would like to be. You're definitely a tinkerer. But <laughs> I thought it was a, and then they have the two, like, typical, super lame, you know, not smart people who, like, come over to help her. They're the comic <laughs> relief. They're, like, the dopey comic yeah, relief. Yeah, they're super dopey, and they're, like, not even very good at tinkering. 
No. And she's not kind of disappointed. She's like, oh, uh, I have to hang out with you guys? <laughs> well, she insults them, like, a number of times, and then finally she insults them to the point where they get upset. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so anyway. Oh, she... yeah, but, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, as soon as she went down to, uh, like, the Tinker Land or whatever, they set up a super pimp apartment for, like, oh, we thought that you'd be one of us. How do they have this stuff available, you know? I mean, like, that's crazy. They just use... They're, they're, they live a sustainable lifestyle. Tinker fairies are, like, essentially hippies. They just live off the land, painting. But, they just paint and build. I know. I know. <laughs> but, like, that's, I mean, pretty awesome to just be born, be given some sort of talent, like, right away, and then go into, like, having some sort of meaningful work and an awesome place to live, just, like, straight up in the first, like, hour. Sounds like Finland. I know. Seriously. Yeah. It's it's essentially just a it's a it's a of a, a very uh, light metaphor for socialization of of of, of jobs and medical and it's essentially like you're born into it, you do it and you enjoy it. And that's the way it works. And you'll have a good time while doing it. Everyone's special. I know. Yeah. Um so anyway, the uh, they they give her a pimp ass apartment. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. And then they're like, oh, oh yeah, that was the other thing that made totally dissed on Tinkers was like they're like we made, we've this clothes in the closet you can change, but uh, we thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> they totally <laughs> thought that she'd be like super fat or something. It's like you're pretty tiny. <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah, and then so that was another thing. Not only she was she was not only a tinker. But she uh, was a pretty good clothes maker because she comes out wearing this like pretty nice mini skirt. But I know, they, and also they kind of sexualized it, her a little bit. Yeah, and like that's super short, and like they very conveniently covered up any sort of like upskirtness, even though it was like unavoidable. I mean, they're flying around. <laughs> I'm telling you, they definitely sexualized Tinkerbell just a little yeah. bit, a little I, bit. Probably just the fairies in general. Yeah, so, um, well, no, then she gets, she, her hair was down, and then she comes out wearing this little skimpy one, like, mini skirt. Uh, it's actually more of a dress that's a short cut. Um, yeah. And her hair is put up in the classic Tinkerbell hairdo. And, because um, it was hair was down when she was born. Did you yeah, notice yeah. that? Yeah. And then, so then she she's now a tinkerer. Uh, so now she's uh, trying to understand the world of being a tinkerer. And basically, it just means like making baskets and stuff to help the other to help the other fairies do their business, which is she's super not into, and she wants to go to the oh because the tinkerers are the only kind of fairies that don't get to go to the the real world or whatever they call it the mainland. And she's super disappointed because even though she's only been alive for like two hours, that's like the only thing she wants to do. It's the only thing she wants to do. And so, like, she tries figuring out, she's like, maybe I can do one of the other talents just so I can go there. And, like, she screws it all up. So, so yeah, so now she starts, you, she, she had made some, she was a fast learner. Even though Tinkerbell was kind of an asshole. She yeah, did, I know. But she did make a lot of friends, and all of her friends who were different of different fairy, uh, like, work She years. just made friends by being born. She didn't do anything. Well, this is fairyland, dude. You just get friends, a house, a job. I know, um, right? So she gets friends, and they're like, oh, don't worry, we'll teach you. So they start, like, trying to get her to, um, you know, 
get capture light at sunset so she could put you know a light on the back of a of a, a lightning bug. Yeah, and then it all goes horribly wrong. And like, how can we like make it not as horribly wrong for you? So essentially, she just everything she does is horribly wrong, and she ruins everything. Right, but like, for one thing, she's not hiding it. She's just like super obviously ruins everything, in like within the first three days of being born. <laughs> she well, no, wait, we're, before we get out of ourselves, she <laughs> I mean, does what happens. She does. She finds some stuff on the ground. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and they, the they, lost they, items or yeah, they don't really have a good explanation for them. They're just like some shit just shows up here. I know. A coin, a screw, a spring, you know, a rubber glove, whatever. And, yeah. And, and so, uh, so I guess what they're saying is, is that if you lose something, it's, yeah. it, it magically goes to fairyland. Pretty much, yeah. So um, Tinker is fast. Tinkerbell's fascinated by the missing, st- like the, the the items that she finds. But the main mother Tinkerer says this is garbage, and she takes it all away from her. And she's like, "Focus on your tasks at hand. You're not supposed to do anything besides tink and make baskets and and, and acorn pots." So of course um, Tinkerbell had not been doing her work, and the dopey dudes have been picking up the slack for her. They didn't even. They just knocked it on the ground. Oh really? Okay. So, um, so then Tinker finally realizes she's not good. She comes back and starts whining to these two dopey dudes, and then she says something terrible, like, "I don't want to be a tinkerer. Tinkers are worthless." And of course, they're tinkerers. Is yeah. Someone, is there someone to your right? Uh, no, it was Jeff making some noise. Oh. Um. So anyway, uh, so they get upset, and then she's like, "No, I didn't mean you. I mean, uh, what? Uh, 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 uh." So then, so then she obviously alienates like all of her friends. She goes back and she ha- she decides she's going to um, what was she want to do? Fly like I forget she whatever reason she, she her was, last chance was to be like the wind fairy who was that one who like is oh a, helping the birds. Yeah. Oh no, that no, that was this, before. No, no, the bird. This is what happens. The birds. This is what leads to that. She, oh, with the, she's, yeah. like, trying to teach a baby bird to fly, and the baby bird wants nothing to do with her. Yeah. Because apparently baby birds can't fly unless the fairy teaches them how to fly. Yeah, the fairies apparently do a lot of stuff that seems like they wouldn't do. So, anyway, Tinkerbell can't get this bird to do it. it the, the bird hates Tinkerbell so much, he he goes back into the egg. He starts yeah, he's re- trying to go in the egg. He's trying to go into the egg. <clears throat> so, anyway, Tinkerbell's like, I'll just get this other bird to fly. And then she looks up in the air, and there's a bird up there, and she starts flying toward it, and and then all of a sudden everyone realizes that it's a hawk. And hawks are fairies. They, I guess they eat fairies. Is that what we? I guess realized? that's what I gathered from how it went down. Yeah. So they all start running and hiding and doing all this stuff, right? And um, and the uh, in the process of that, everyone hiding, Tinkerbell gets meets up again with the the air fairy. That's the mean one. Yeah. And and um. The air fair, they, you know, I guess the, the hawk comes down, everyone's safe, but it was very traumatic for everyone, and everyone's yelling at Tinkerbell for doing it, but Tinkerbell didn't know because she's stupid. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tinkerbell gets convinced by the air fairy that the best way to get everyone to to get to go to the mainland would be to corral these um, bushes that are like, I don't even understand these bushes with feet. They're like weeds, they're like pokey weeds that break stuff. Yeah, they're pokey weeds with no head that just run around willy nilly and cause a lot of havoc. Yeah. Okay? So, um, 
And uh, so Tinker decides she's going to build a, a fence. A yeah, so basically she's, like, always using her Tinker skills but to solve these other problems. Right. And um, she gets on her her the pet mouse, the Tinker's pet mouse, Cheese. Yeah. And starts writing Cheese. And, oh, by the way, you know why they named him Cheese? Uh, I do, because he answers to it. It's because when we when we say cheese, he runs to us. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, cheese and and Tinker are riding, and she's corralling these um, feet thistle bush running things. Yeah. And she tries to corral them, but they blow right through the fence. No, and... that's not what happens. What do you mean? So she tries to corral them, and she has these like these things to catch them and everything, and it totally works. And she gets it in the fence. But then the wind fairy is, like, kind of upset that it actually worked because she didn't want it to work. And so the wind fairy blows to open the fence and lets them back out. And then uh, when Tinkerbell comes back with more weeds to put in the fence, like, the other ones are already out again because they got opened up by the wind fairy. So she, like, totally sabotaged it. And then, like, since the other ones weren't in there, the whole thing fell apart and there were way too many came in and they, like, overran it. And then they proceeded to blow through fairyland, and fairies have been preparing for spring because spring is an important time for fairies, and it blew about and destroyed all of the preparations they had been making for the spring festival and to paint... No, it wasn't the spring festival. What was it? They were setting up all the stuff to bring to the real world to make spring happen. Yeah, which I thought they called the spring festival. I didn't think it was a festival. It's like doing spring. Spring celebration, and then they're going to create spring, yeah. So yeah. they're celebrating they're going to go to the mainland and create spring. So because of Tinkerbell's like, corralling and whatnot, she gets blamed for this, and spring is off. They yeah, because they can't redo every months of preparation like in two days or something. So everyone's mad at Tinkerbell. Um, I forgot to mention this one part that I didn't notice in here. Um... When she has the, she's always trying to impress the queen, and she does something with the acorn, and it shoots out, and everyone moves out of the way, and it hits the squirrel in the head. Oh yeah, and like it like starts crying. <laughs> it starts crying. crying. Yeah, I felt bad for that squirrel. I know, right? <laughs> I think they wanted you to. So anyway, um, so spring is ruined because of Tinkerbell. Ruined. But three days old, ruined spring. So Tinkerbell is very upset, and she goes and talks to... So she's moping around, and she runs into a guy who is the... What is he, the magic fairy dust guy? Yeah, he's, his job is basically just, like, spooning fairy dust out of that fairy lake thing. Uh, so he sweeps it up, and then he corrals it, and then throws it into a lake, and then he gives the fairy dust to the, the, the tinker, the, like, the, like the fairies. Yeah. And essentially, he's the guy that provides magic, and Tinkerbell knows his name, and he's like, you know my name? He's like, but my job is so... He kind of, like, does, like, a little psychological game with her. He's like, you know what I do? How, I don't you, think it's a psychological game. He just thinks because that. He goes like, no, because he goes like this. He goes, you know what I... He's like, you know my name, even though you know what I do? And he's like, but my job is so menial. And then he smiles. And then she goes, your job's not menial. Your job's important. You bring magic to all the fairies. And then he turns <laughs> around and he goes, I know. I love my job. I love my job. It's not menial at all. I love my job. I enjoy doing what I'm doing. Essentially saying, like, you should enjoy what you're good at doing, too. Yeah. I right? don't think he did it intentionally. It's just, like, 
he was genuine about it. I, but I don't know. It doesn't really matter. So anyway, so Tinkerbell's like, hmm, that's curious. Should I be good at being a tinkerer? So she flies off to ponder and then sees some more real-world lost stuff on the ground, and she starts tinkering. Yes. She builds a bunch of machines to automate all of the spring preparation and do it all in a day. Yeah. So she creates... Oh, we forgot one key thing. Back when she was... Yeah, back when she was practicing to be an other fairy, she found some real-world tinker... um, Stuff and then tinkered and built a music box. Yeah, and a everyone, music- yeah, and everyone was very with a ballerina on top, and everyone was very impressed. And they're like, "That's your true ability," and she didn't want any part of it. Yeah. So anyway, she comes. We're now that Tinker has used her ingenuity to use real-world items, and all these other fairies come to her aid. Well, again, why do they come to her aid? She's yeah, totally and also, spring. if all these other fairies can do the same stuff that she's saying, like. They're tinkerers, too, basically. Why does... I mean, she's not even that important at that point, either. Well, she gave them a manual. She was like, you do this, you do this, you do this. I guess anyone could be a tinkerer, but not everyone could be a, a inventor. Yeah, but not... I mean, no one... She couldn't hold the light or the water or any of that other stuff. True. Like, True. But, yeah. So, anyway, they. she comes in, she invents some stuff, like a spray painter to paint ladybugs, because apparently that's a spring technology. Yeah, but I was saying, so they took months painting all these ladybugs, artisan ladybugs, and now it's just manufactured gun painting? That's like a fairy quality going way down. It's true. They outsourced to China. Yeah, they outsourced to Tinkerbell, basically. Yeah, pretty much Tinkerbell is now like, uh, she's like created the, uh, the what's what was that, the, the, the processing line, what's that called? Oh, like a manufacturing line yeah, or whatever? She, yeah, she's like, she's like the Ford. Assembly line, yeah. yeah the assembly I was line. saying, now that all the fairies are going to have this extra time since this stuff's all automated, they're just going to be boozing and drugging all the time. I mean, they're not going to have anything to do. This is going to be snorting fairy dust? Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, so she saves the day, and by saving the day, everyone's so happy that the, um, the mother of, or whatever, the main tinkerer and the queen come down and say, and they bring down the little uh, doodad, the... Um, yeah, the music box. The music box, and say, this was lost, so you should give that... You should, this needs a home. So oh, the yeah, because no, they were like, don't you want to go to the real world? So they yeah. give her the main... They give her the thing, and they tell her to deliver it to the person who lost it. So now Tinkerbell gets finally to go to the mainland. Yeah, she has, like, a reason. She has a reason to go. So... Of course, now all the things, preparations are done. They, every, all of them fly to... Why did the guys... This is what I didn't understand. Why did the two dopey dudes fly? They didn't need to go. They went to help her or whatever. Just support, I guess? Yeah, I mean, they said, like, we'll help, and then, like, they got to go. Oh, okay. So anyway, um, and this is this was a tie-in. I don't know if you caught it. Did you catch I this? I did. I did. That's what I was saying. All right. That was well, one of the things that made this, like, better, because it actually had a tie-in. So the the while the fairies are doing their thing and Tinker's just watching and loving the fact that the fairies are doing their thing, then finally at the end they're like, okay, Tinkerbell, you should go deliver your thing now. So Tinkerbell sprinkles some fairy dust on the thing, which makes crazy. stuff fly. Makes stuff fly. So she moves it to the window and she starts going to the window. And then what happens? She leaves it there and it's Wendy's. Yep. So there it's totally like Peter Pan's mom. There you go. Wait, is Wendy Peter Pan's mom? Yeah. Oh, really? I thought Wendy yeah. was just Peter Pan's like girlfriend. 
No, Wendy was Peter Pan's mom. And so, like, Wendy knew about fairies and talked about it, but then, you know, she's the only one that knew about it. And so she'd always tell the stories to Peter Pan. But then, like, when she was too old, like, Peter Pan came to visit Wendy, but Peter Pan... Uh, no, I mean, not Peter Pan. Uh, like, wait, now I'm no, confused. you're wrong, dude. I know, that is wrong. Her because exact, her, Peter Pan came to visit Wendy. Yeah, she's 12 to 13 years old or younger. That's what Wait, her... now, Yeah, now, now I'm not clear on the tie-in. Wendy is the most developed character of the story of Peter Pan, is often considered uh, the central protagonist. She's proud of her own childhood and enjoys telling stories and, fantasi and fantasizing. She has a distaste for adulthood acquired partly by her example of it set by her father, whom she loves but fears due to her somewhat violent fits of anger. Her er ambition early in the story is to somehow avoid growing up. She's granted this opportunity by Peter Pan, who takes her and her brothers to Neverland, where they can remain forever young. So wait, yeah, I don't know. Then I don't know what the tie-in is anymore. I thought she it was, was like... that was Wendy. That was Wendy before she got to go to Neverland with Peter Pan. So, but no, I mean, I don't understand why uh, Peter. Yeah, I don't see how Peter Pan plays into it. What do you mean? Anyways, well, yeah, Wendy, she was the tie-in, whatever. What don't you understand how Peter Pan came into it? I don't understand. I mean, so this is not pre-Peter Pan, then, supposedly. This is pre-Peter Pan. So, but I thought Tinkerbell and Peter Pan met Wendy at the same time. But maybe she didn't know that was the Wendy of the Wendy. Do you understand? Like, it was, it was like, she didn't know that was Wendy because she dropped the thing off, and then Wendy's like, Mom, Mom, my little thing was put here. And she's like, now, now, Wendy, come on down and eat dinner. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. Well, anyways, that's the tie-in. So, yeah. So, that's the tie-in. So, Tinkerbell movie. Let's give it a review. I'll let you go first. I am going to give it a four. Okay. I am going to give it a... Five. Not bad, not bad. So 4.5? 4.5, yeah. So uh, one of our other... Um, our other one got two. So that's way better than Tinkerbell and the Great Fairy Rescue. Yeah, I think you didn't like that one because it was down on science. Yeah, I was super anti-its non-science message because it directly had, like, a daughter and a professor who the daughter was trying to disprove the professor by Tinkerbell's existence. That was dumb. Got it, yeah. Hey, did you see that they're making a new Twin Peaks, <coughs> for, Twin Peaks show? Oh, yeah, I did. They're going to continue that thing. That's on crazy. Sh on Showtime, yeah, it's pretty cool. <clears throat> I know, I feel like that will be really popular. I wonder, it won't be the same people, though, I wonder. I think it's the same people. Is it going to be filmed like it's still call me? I have no, I, I have no idea. That would be cool. It would be cool. <coughs> but, uh... So we got to pick another movie. Yeah, we're not going to forget this week. Because uh, we're doing it right now. So, uh, Rotten Fresh? <coughs> I'm getting extra... I'm right out of beverage. Yeah, Rotten Fresh. Mm -hmm. I got one. Okay. 
Mine's Big Boys Gone Bananas. I don't know what it's about. The fascinating docu- another documentary. The fascinating documentary follows the battle between a couple of Swedish filmmakers and the Dole Food Company, which uh, conducted a legal and uh, publicity campaign against them to prevent the showing of their film about a lawsuit against the company. What? It's a movie about a movie about a movie. Kind of. 89 minutes, not rated. <clears throat> this one sounds interesting. Uh, I got Painted Skin, colon, The Resurrection. Ooh. When ancient, human-heart-eating fox spirit Jalloway, determined to become human, meets up with scarred Princess Jing, the two become interested in the same man. Soon, Jiaowei offers Jing a diabolical deal that will restore her beauty. So I assume it's Chinese? 2012, 131 minutes. That's pretty long. 83% Rotten Tomatoes. I have to go with... Yours sounds more interesting, though. Is it a cartoon? No, it's not a cartoon. Live action. looks Chinese. Is it like a kung fu movie? Not sure. I, would, we, I think we've got to go with it. All right. What's it called again? <clears throat> Painted Skin. The resurre- I'll send you the link. The Resurrection. Boom. Painted Skin. Resurrection. Um, I'm, I'm, I love this. Uh, some of these reviews in here from, like, from the New York Times. Blindingly gorgeous to look at and exceptionally well acted, at least by the women. <laughs> what? I don't know, yeah. How about this from the, from the Village Voice? The whole thing can be hard to follow, but the energy and pulchritude... What the heck is pulchritude? I know. I don't even know what that is. Pulchritude? P-U-L-C-H-R... I-T-U-D-E. Pulchritude. Have you ever heard of that word? You've never heard that word. I haven't. It says it's beauty. It just, like, literally translates to beauty. That's it. Pulchritude. That's kind of dumb. It's just from Latin. So the whole thing can be hard to follow, but the energy and pulchritude of the cast make it a perfectly (laughs) fine bit of popcorn escapism. Let me... Pulchritude. That's how you say it. Say it again. Pulchritude. Oh, you said it right. Speaking of which, saying something correctly, I got my shiny nickel from Mr. Fresher because the correct way to say the word we couldn't agree on was... How do you say it? Uh, Orion. Wrong. How do you say it? (laughs) I guess it's Orion. I thought it was different. Maybe. Orion. Okay, so there I we don't have think it. Of a name. So there we have it. Uh, next week's uh, movie, which is full of pulchritude, <laughs> Painted Skin: The Resurrection. So I Ooh. hope you all could watch it, or if not watch it, you'll watch next week and enjoy our review of it. Yeah, or our explanation, anyways, because yeah, we pretty much go over the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> so. In a good- uh, I think that's about it. Do you have anything you would like to add, Mr. Fresh? Uh, oh, I didn't mention, I did in the description, the new wearable trend is going to be uh, rings next next to watches, which I think is actually kind of cooler. 
So like the new wearable, I think Intel put it out, is just a titanium ring that you put on your finger, and it makes your finger like a 3D mouse automatically with, uh, um, it has the six axis, and it also does NFC, and has uh, Bluetooth and all that stuff in just the ring. So it makes, you can control everything and do like a wireless payment and everything with just a ring. That seems like way more convenient than the watch. Agreed. But so, that's coming. I think the ring is, that's, I think that's going to take, take it by storm. Because then you don't need a mouse or anything. You can do all of your like movement. It would be like a, basically a, controls for everything. So, much like the Lord of the Rings, l- akin to wearable devices, yeah. there will only be one. And perhaps it one can ring be the to ring. All. One ring to control all of your Bluetooth devices. Yeah, or everything, basically. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. All right, well, uh, that was actually an interesting fact, Todd. I wish we had more time to talk about that. Um, <laughs> I don't really have that. I didn't... Uh, link the article. I didn't research enough to speak in depth, so... Yeah. So next week we'll talk about Bluetooth rings. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this is uh, Parlan saying toodaloo, and this is Fresher saying later taters. <laughs> <laughs>